Section 27 of The Obscure Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book 2, Chapter 12. How this awful night is like purgatory. How the divine wisdom illuminates men on earth with that light in which the angels are purified and enlightened in heaven. What I have said enables us to see how the obscure night of loving fire purifies the soul in the darkness, and in the darkness also sets it on fire. We shall also see that, as the dark and material fires in the next life, so the loving dark and spiritual fires here purify and cleanse the predestinate. The difference is that in the next world men are purified by fire, and here purified and enlightened by love. David prayed for this love when he said, Create a clean heart in me, O God. For cleanness of heart is nothing else but the love and grace of God. Blessed are the clean of heart, saith our Saviour, and it is as if he had said, Blessed are those who love, for blessedness can come of nothing less than love. The following words of the prophet also. From on high he hath cast a fire in my bones, and hath taught me, show plainly that the soul is purified and enlightened in the fire of loving wisdom, for God never grants the mystical wisdom without love, it being love itself that infuses it into the soul. David also saith that the wisdom of God is silver tried in the purifying fire of love. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried by fire. Obscure contemplation infuses into the soul love and wisdom simultaneously, to every one according to his necessity and capacity, enlightening the soul and cleansing it of all its ignorances, according to the words of the wise man, He hath enlightened my ignorances. Here also we learn that the wisdom which purifies the ignorance of the angels, flowing from God through the highest down to the lowest, in the order of the heavenly hierarchy, and thence to men, is that very wisdom which purifies and enlightens the human soul. All the works of the angels, and all the inspirations they suggest, are, in holy scripture, truly and properly said to be their work and God's. For, ordinarily, his inspirations flow through the angels who receive them, each choir from the other instantaneously, as the light of the sun penetrates many windows at once arranged one behind the other. It is quite true that, in one sense, the light of the sun pierces all, yet each window conveys that light to the next, modified according to the nature of the glass which transmits it, and somewhat weaker according to the distance from the sun. Hence it follows, with respect to the higher and lower angels, the nearer they are to God the more they are purified and enlightened in the general purgation the lowest in rank receiving their illumination in a less perfect degree. But man, being lower than the angels, must, when God raises him to the state of contemplation, receive that enlightenment according to his capacity in a limited degree, and with suffering. For the light of God which illuminates an angel enlightens him, and sets him on fire with love, for he is a spirit already prepared for the infusion of that light. But man, being impure and weak, is ordinarily enlightened in obscurity, distressingly and painfully, as the sun's rays are painful to weak eyes, 
till the fire of love shall have spiritualized and refined him, so that being made pure, like the angels, he may be able to receive with sweetness the union of God's inflowing love. There are souls who, in this life, are more perfectly enlightened than even angels. But in the meantime, this contemplation and loving knowledge come upon the soul through trials and loving anxiety. The soul is not always conscious of this burning and anxiety of love. For in the beginning of the spiritual purgation, all the divine fire is employed in drying up and preparing the soul rather than in setting it on fire. But when the soul has become heated in the fire, it then feels most commonly this burning and warmth of love. And now, as the intellect is being purified in this darkness, it happens occasionally that this mystical and effective theology, while inflaming the will, wounds also by enlightening the other faculty of the intellect with a certain divine light and knowledge, so sweetly and so divinely that the will, aided by it, glows in a marvelous manner, the divine fire of love burning within it with living flames, so that the soul appears to have received a living fire with a living understanding. This is what David referred to when he said, My heart waxed hot within me, and in my meditation a fire shall burn, so vehemently that I thought it to be already on fire. This kindling of love in the union of these two faculties, the intellect and the will, is to the soul a great treasury of delight, because it is certain that the foundations of the perfection of the union of love, for which the soul hoped, are laid in that obscurity. But the soul does not reach this sublime sense and love of God without passing through many tribulations and accomplishing a great part of its purgation. For other degrees of this union, lower than this, which are of ordinary occurrence, so intense a purgation is not required. End of section 27